0: Daydreaming about dragons, reply show, summertime and the living ain't easy, which is, I think the longest code word we've had so far for a reply show. But man, it's just, things feel difficult. Uh, and I don't have it that difficult. I'm a wash in privilege, but you know, uh, this COVID stuff is a grind and uh, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And I'm just trying to pace myself and not burn out. So here we are. Uh, We've got a great reply show. Only one reply that I'm going to rock out with this show. And then I want to talk about a couple of little projects that are going on. So it's going to be a short one. And we will get to it. Uh, This is my new friend, Luke. They are uh, on, on a podcast called Feelings First which has an amazing uh, recorded sessions of actual play of the Under Hollow Hills. Uh, I, I spoke about it uh, in a in a previous episode, episode 59, and it's a really cool show. I really enjoyed listening to it. I don't usually like listening to AP, so check it out. Let me know what you think. And Luke also volunteers with me. That is what the... Uh, position is called in Thief, the Thief and the Necromancer, and we volunteer together. And it's it is a huge amount of fun. Uh, I, I know I'm going to hear something really cool when 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 Luke uh, pulls on their ponytail and says, "Jed, what what do you think of this?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, good shit's about to happen," and, and it's fun to be able to you know put the put the volleyball back up in the air to Luke and say, uh, "What do you think of this?" It's just. Is really 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 fun. If, if the only good thing out of that game was I got to meet Luke and make up cool shit, it would have been a successful endeavor. And a lot of other cool stuff is happening in that game. Uh, I will have a link to Feelings First and Luke's game company Games from the Wildwood, and the Thief and the Necromancer playlist. If uh, YouTube playlist is your is your is your gig, uh, there'll be a bunch of links in today's show notes, uh, including the the Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, donation sites, because it's because they do, and let's get to Luke's cool comment, and then we'll wind back around, and I'll see you in a couple minutes. We'll we'll talk
1: about what they have to say. Here we go. Hey Judd, hey Daydreamers, uh, this is a reply to uh, episode fifty three. Uh, I was listening to you talk about. Strush's Spell and Blade questions, and I found myself thinking, as I often do, about uh, Workshop from Apocalypse World and kind of all the moves like it, and the ways in which they can be a little passive voicey and a little off-screen and not very punchy, and how there's kind of this recurring problem that the savvy head who has the Workshop can get kind of detached from the world and sometimes need to get pushed back in. And so I was thinking about Strash's questions and I thought, what if instead of thinking of workshop like requirements to meet, like a list to tick off, we gave them problems to solve? So it's not, oh, you know, it's going to take like weeks of work, but like, well, you know, Rolf Bull and his boys come into your shop at least once a day to give you shit and steal whatever shiny stuff they see that isn't nailed down. How are you going to keep them out of your hair for a week? So you can build this thing. It's an active problem, not a passive requirement. They can't just like wait until we time skip forward a week in the course of play. They have to make the space they need. And maybe that's putting puppet strings in Rolf Ball's brain. Maybe that's getting the hard holder to send Rolf ball off on a wild goose chase. Maybe it's just handing over a fuck ton of jingle. You get the idea. How can we take this trick of Strash's... These demands for action, these kind of active voice problem requirements, and use them to push characters out into the world. Thanks, Jed.
0: So much cool shit to unpack there. Uh, it made me go and and grab the Savvy Head uh, workshop space rules in Apocalypse World and, and look them over. And... Because I was convinced I was going to disagree with Luke because I really love the workshop space and I love the savvy head. And I I know – I would imagine that that Luke does too. Uh, But they're right. Uh, A lot of the things that need to get done are time-related and and are kind of a slowdown. And it would be cooler if it was a little bit more uh, eminent and, and getting people out in the world. Uh, Which is interesting because I know that Vincent and Meg uh, and their, their Apocalypse World roots, I know that the roots of this game descend into the early editions of Ars Magica. So I think the savvy head and the workspace is very much... Those roots are linked to the laboratory rules and the sanctum rules in in Old Dars Magica, which very much are a thing where you can lock yourself up for a for a season, and people play a different character. So, so that's a thing. Uh, that's one option. Uh, the other thing to think about is that um, a lot of the things, a lot of the problems and the the challenges that Luke is talking about. Are circumvented by by rocking out with uh, good m c principles by by bringing the fuckery as apocalypse world would say and and just being a good m c uh, but so w- what we run into is this cool conflict and this really kind of amazingly dense uh, thing that I think we see in gaming where there 's this kind of push and pull and tug between. Game design and gaming techniques. And where does one end and the other begin? Where do you say, here's how the savvy head works, you know, MC it well. And where do you say, uh, hey, I'm going to design this savvy head so that it works even better. Um, And I think that's a cool kind of conflict. I think the savvy head still, it works pretty well. But I think Luke's critique is... Is solid. And it's an interesting thing to think of when you're creating a space with limitations that the player is going to run into, and what those limitations mean, and how those limitations, you know, hold them up. And and you know or get them out into the world. So another so there are a bunch of different ways to think about this, right? Because in Apocalypse World, one of the advanced advanced advances that you can take uh, the veteran advances, I think they're called, is you can play a different character. So maybe it takes a couple months to build the you know artificial intelligence, you know, out of uh, a Volkswagen and five arcade machines. So awesome! Uh, you're going to be gone. So why don't you play the you know? Play the operator for for a couple 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 sessions, and we'll just say that the savvy head is out of out of action. Uh, but you know, not everybody likes that, and I get that. Um, but that that would be you know, linking back to to Ars Magica, where I think a lot of Apocalypse World, you know, DNA comes from. That would be how you do it, because the the games were set in seasons. So you'd play a couple sessions in the summer, and a couple sessions in the winter, and you wouldn't. You know, you might have a, a, a magus who doesn't go out for a couple years, who just doesn't deal with stuff, just holds up in the lab and, and, and does their business. So that's a thing. Uh, but I think Ars Magica was also very good about saying, hey, you need this thing and you need, you need to go get it. You need to grab, you know, a bunch of grogs and a bunch of custos and or a custi, I don't know, the Latin, I don't know. I don't know Ars Magical Latin, uh, so forgive me if I just butchered it and, and ears are bleeding. But I think Ars Magica was pretty good about getting you know, Lab Rat Maggie out of the lab and, and out into the world. So it's a cool thing. It's a cool problem to think about. How would you get uh, the savvy head out into the world? How do you get these characters who have those kind of side projects that are really fun, but you, you want them to get out there? You know, You want them to be adventuring? Uh, and, and where's the balance and, and you know what's where's the player at and so on and so forth. So really, really cool, interesting questions, Luke. Uh, I expected no less and you definitely delivered. Um, and, and I think the answer to a lot of those questions, as Luke said, are in the, the language of Strash's questions for uh, for you know Spell and Blade, which is uh, a game he's developing. So, you know, making it eminent, making it, you have to, you know, let's, let's answer those questions. And you're, the, the answers to those questions are going to be adventures, right? Um, you know, the, the, advan- the answers to those questions are going to be guarded by warlords who don't want you to have this stuff. The answers to those questions are going to put you into dangerous places. And that's fun. That's fun gaming. Uh, it might not be what everybody wants. Uh, But I think it's interesting to think about, you know, active and passive voice, as Luke uh, so eloquently put it. It's good stuff. So, yeah, that's fun. Fun! Good stuff, Luke. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. And let's get to—we're going to have kind of a longer outro because I've got some cool projects happening, and I want to talk about them. So here we go. Let's do the outro. So there are going to be some really cool— links in the show notes, so please check them out. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel now. I've, I've uploaded all of the Dayjuring Yard Dragons podcasts. So if you've got a friend who you say, hey, you really should listen to this, and they're just not into podcasts, not their thing, but they would you know, toss a YouTube video in the background while they do work, uh, great. You've got that option now. They should almost all be there. Uh, the the metadata and the descriptions aren't 100% yet, but it's getting there. Uh, don't tell don't tell my librarian colleagues that that's out in the world without without everything being tagged up. So that'll be our secret. Uh, also, in the YouTube, so subscribe subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Uh, I'd like to, I'd love to see you there. Um, uh, here's what I've got going on there now. Okay, I've got the podcast, got DJing about dragons feeding into that. Uh, I've got a, uh, a, a two video play by posts that I'm doing. Well, it's Apocalypse World Burned Over. I'm playing with my friend Jay, also known as Mad Jay. He's got a Patreon. Uh, he puts out dope shit because that's what he does, uh, and he is playing an operator on Mars. It's pretty cool. Uh, his, as of the, as of this recording, his character was zipping along in the Jeep on his way to, uh, uh, you know, try to find an alien dig site and the, uh, car next to him in the caravan exploded because of rocket fire. And we're going to see what his operator does to respond to that good stuff. So the other game is called cyberpunk nurse and it's with my buddy, Daniel, who, is the man behind High Moon Press, and in that game, Daniel is a is a nurse uh, who who. Is in charge of a hobulence, a hovering ambulance, and, and he currently works for Trauma Team International, which is an old cyberpunk idea that I've loved forever, and I, I've talked about it with a couple of friends about how much I love it. And Daniel was the first guy I got to actually play it. So it's really cool. Um, it's not his 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 TTI is definitely not the TTI of Cyberpunk 2020. I'm doing a much different thing uh, where, where TTI has kind of degraded a bunch. Uh, as as the world has kind of moved on, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, he just got done with his first uh, ambulance run, uh, dodging a you know grabbing a mid level executive out of a firefight in on the Mouse Peninsula, and he is he was called to TTI headquarters to talk to an exec. So he's on his way to the uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, Indie, you know, urban tumor to, to talk to some executive and we'll see how that goes. So that's where we are with cyberpunk nurse. Check both those out. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun way to game. I've got playlists for both of those. You can just start at the top and work at the, you know, start at the, the, the first episode of those will be at the top and you can just work your way down and it's, it's good stuff. So I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, go in the comments, hiss at the villain, hiss and boo at the villains, you know, say yay for the good guys, all that stuff. And th- both of those games are Apocalypse World burned over. So it's a new kind of iteration. It's like a 2.5 edition of Apocalypse World. Uh, really cool new playbooks. Uh, I grabbed them from the baker, you know, the the, the, the lumply Patreon. And I'll have a link to that, too. Uh, and it's just really, really, really cool stuff. I, I'm loving what, what they're doing with it. And I didn't. Apocalypse World 2E is so good; it's shocking that they can make something better right away. I just don't, I don't understand how they do it. So that's the YouTube channel. But there's more. Oh, wait, there's way more. Uh, Joshua AC Newman and I are designing a kind of specialized shock social science fiction. Module or adventure or something uh, we 're not sure what it 's going to be but it 's pretty damn interesting it 's going to be a generation ship so you play through the three phases: uh, building the generation ship, crossing over in the generation ship, and then arriving at a new planet in the generation ship so check that out um, it 's going on on joshua 's patreon i 'll have a link to it if you want to check if want if you want to see it uh, i 'll post you know whenever we have an update i 'll post it in the on my Twitter, so you can you can check it out there. And it's looking like a lot of fun. Uh, I am really liking where our design heads are going. And if it's just an excuse to put Joshua on, on a video call once a week, then the endeavor is well worth it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've got a links page, and it just has all the links you need for me. I'll put that on there. Most of the stuff you probably know. It's got my blog, YouTube, everything. But so if you want my links, that, that that's where it'll be. And we haven't even gotten to the Trophy Podcast. Uh, I have been honored to be asked to co-host the Trophy Podcast, which is a uh, you know a, a, a podcast on the Gauntlet Channel. Uh, I am co-hosting with uh, Jason Cordova and it is produced by Rich Rogers. So it's just a a dream team of podcasting for me. Um, It is trophy specific, but I think there's a lot of good technique in there. Um, In the second episode, Jason dropped his his techniques for asking questions, and and it's really dope. Uh, I feel like we're two episodes in where where Jason and I have gotten to be back and forth. There've been a couple of other episodes uh, in the middle there. Uh, there's one for the, the, the Trophy Incursion Contest, which was really cool, so if you want to jump in and hear about that, uh, Trophy Gold, it's good stuff. It's about all the adventures that got written for that and, and how just amazing off the hook they were. Um, check it out. Uh, there, there's really good techniques in there, and, and I think in the second episode, we're, we're really starting to hit our, hit our stride in a way that is shocking to me. I would have thought it was going to take a dozen episodes for us to get that vibe, and it's happening much faster. Uh, because I think we've been doing this a while, and it's not our first rodeo, so check that out, please. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you have any questions or thoughts about it, you know you can go to the, the the Gauntlet forum, and every episode has a has a forum thread. You can ask questions there, and yeah, well I'll I'll link it up. I'll link it all up in the show notes so that you can find it easily, and. You know what? You know what I'm going to do. Rather than make this the show notes thing, I'm going to have a blog post where I just rock out with all of the, all of the show notes, with all of the links I just mentioned, right? So it's going to have uh, Mad J's Patreon, High Moon Press, uh, the the Burned Over Zine, uh, over at Itch.io, the the Lumpley Baker. Uh, Patreon, all of it will be in one place So if you want to know What all these links are And what the heck I'm talking about You can go to a blog post uh, On the Yankee Diaspora That will be out at the same time That this reply show is out And you can rock out right there All of the links will be there Sounds good um, I would love to see you On any one of those endeavors So drop, a call, drop in, You know, be loud and, and be excited and show, show it and I'd love to, that just makes me beyond happy. Thank you all for your support. I've gotten a lot of really fun, positive stuff back lately and I can't, I'm just, my heart is full. So thank you all very much. Uh, This is the stuff that's kind of, these are the icebergs that are above the, the the icebergs of fun and creativity that are above the water. There are a couple of others that are still aren't ready to surface just yet, but when I've got something that is worth showing, I will definitely be hollering at you about it here. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I appreciate you so much, and I will see you less than a week away, because the next show will be coming out Sunday. So Inspiration Goat and I will be there. Soon, If this is the first time you're listening to the show, and I really kind of hope it isn't, but if it is, this is not the regular show format. This is a reply show format. Uh, you'll notice that it's numbered a little differently in the show order. Uh, if you want to go to a normal show where the, the structure is a little bit more coherent, uh, go to an episode that, that says uh, you know ep- episode and a number and then has AP and IG on it, actual play and inspiration go. That's how these shows usually rock out. Inspiration, uh, the, the reply shows are a little bit different. Uh, so contractually, I'm not allowed to have Inspiration Goat on these shows. So, you know, it's just a, a you know, he's got a really, the Inspiration Goat has a really good agent. So reply shows are just me, and that's what we're going to do. Thank you so much. I'll see you in a few days. I hope your summer's going well. hope you're get, processing some vitamin D. I mean, the, you know, the sunlight vitamin D. Didn't mean anything filthy there sounds filthy.
1: Anyway, I'll talk to you soon.